hey i had a really great time i would love to do that again so give me a call back um you never did call me to let me know you got in safely so i was just checking on you all right call me back Okay, I'm very confused. We went out, we had a good time, at least I thought we had a good time, and now you dodging me, you're not answering my calls. That's real crazy to me. Call me back. Call me back. Call me back. Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Save the Date podcast. This is the Healthy Dating Preservation Podcast for millennials and anyone else who might need it. As usual, we're your hosts, Imani and Candace. <clears throat> Hi, you guys. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Wow. I forgot about a pickup line. Ma'am, <laughs> get your life together. Oh, my God. The people need to know how to pick up. Okay. And you are in second. charge. Um, we're back again, guys. Um, our last couple of episodes have done really good on plays and downloads and all that. Um, so thanks for that. All you people who found us because of our features with other podcasters. Um I saw that after y'all listened to the episode that your whoever that was was on, um, you went like the rest of our plays started going up too. So y'all went back and listened to old episodes. That's lit. Thank you. We appreciate that. Appreciate that. Appreciate uh, that for sure. We need a little <laughs> bit more participation though, since y'all for real. Home. Go follow our Instagram. No. Quit playing. Shoot. Follow our Instagram. Um, participate. Uh, send us letters and stuff, please. Please. Yes, we need the letters. Please. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Um, we need that. So, uh, but yeah, thanks. Those episodes are really good and we are glad that you all enjoyed them also. Um, Candace, do you have a big one? <laughs> I, huh. saw you I was like, look, they were like, this one, the one just said, you're ugly to me, but you're intriguing. That's not really that is rude. I was be not interested rude. in somebody that would say that to me. Give me one second. Because I do remember that I had wrote down some pickup lines from the Jamie Foxx show one day. I don't know why I was sitting there watching it. Yes. But he used to always say, well, I was stuck to fancy. So let me try to find this. I apologize, guys. I'm usually more prepared. I'm actually really excited for the rescuing segment. But um, I definitely forgot about the pickup line. I think it's because those couple of weeks when we kept forgetting to do it. Yeah. I just got out of routine. So, sorry. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. Take your time. Why did I have a book written preparing myself for that Jada and August conversation? <laughs> Girl, you was ready to give your comments, honey. Period. This notebook is literally full of stuff for the show and grocery lists. I love grocery lists. They're the only thing that help me help keep me sane in the grocery store because I cannot. I have to. I'm gonna just buy a whole bunch of stuff I don't need and come out with without all the stuff that I do need. Right, that part, and be pissed. Now I will say, I did find a new grocery store that I'm gonna be shopping at, and Lobster Tail is six ninety nine a tail. So Excuse me. I felt really classy. What grocery and I store is it? It's called Rose. Dang, I don't know. I can't think of like where where all they are, but I know they got them in Jacksonville. And I got me a bag of shrimp for a pound of shrimp for seven ninety nine. I the lobster sales. Okay, girl. When I tell you, I was in there racking up. Salmon was uh 
I think salmon was seven ninety nine a pound too. So I got two pieces of fr- and the salmon was so fresh and good. It was amazing. Wow. So wow, I was able crazy. to take that shrimp that I bought and put it in three different bags, like to cook at different times. And then I made that lobster tail that night because I wanted to see if I could cook it in my air fryer. And I can. If you have an air fryer, <laughs> yes, you will feel like chef boy freaking D with that <laughs> doggone lobster tail because it was busting. I didn't even know I could make garlic butter taste that good. I can't. It might be. That do sound good though. Some little lobster tail. I might go get it that. I was like, next time I want to go out to eat, I'm just going to buy me a lobster tail and put it in my air fryer. And if I ever have a date and for some reason he ends up at my house, he's going to get lobster if I really like him. <laughs> because he's going to think I can cook. So hopefully it won't be somebody <laughs> listening to this show. I'm like, wow, she's amazing. She can cook. And I know how to like... They, if it's going to be somebody to listen to the show, he going to be like, she's pulling out the lobster tail. I know she's going <laughs> to <laughs> <laughs> this the trick. This is Six dollar lobster, lobster tail. She was talking about, huh? <laughs> Six ninety nine. Put it in, the, and it only takes ten minutes in the air fryer, and it is so good. Okay, let me see here. I did find one. <clears throat> All right, we ready? Ready? <laughs> is it? Okay, so pickup line of the week, girl. I want you to treat me like a pirate and give me that booty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm mostly laughing because you were already laughing before you started. You're childish. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I would definitely frown my face up at somebody for that. Unless I already knew him and I was already oh, planned on. Oh, doing I think that this anyway. is another Jamie Foxx one. It was in my little notebook. I found another one. It says, So y'all can get two this week because these are hilarious. I don't know why I thought these were so good. <laughs> Baby, if you were words on the page, you'd be fine print. I like that one. I do like that, that one. That was cute. That's real cute. They give me that booty a little <laughs> bit much. <laughs> that is funny. <laughs> well, guys. Um, today's topic. I'm sorry, this is so childish. I'm so bad that I was laughing at. Um, today's topic. We're gonna talk about. I'm glad you brought up Jamie Fox. Um, because this topic was inspired by old, like '90s, early 2000s, um, sitcoms, black sitcoms. They're yes. we're getting a bunch of those on Netflix. Yes, it's lit. And I feel like this was a very common theme in those shows. And that is like the good girl, bad girl, good boy, good girl, like, I mean, good, wait, good boy, good bad boy, boy um, thing. You know, like Moesha had Q that she was like dying to be fine. with and he was just no good, just He's a thug. whatever, a thug. His and daddy then, was like, barber. Mm-hmm, and when they date nice guys, like there was this this whole thing about you know how women don't like nice guys or like on shows where there's a male main character like he would be really nice and kind to women and then he would do like have an episode where he put on a leather jacket or something and be bad with some shades and yes. all of a sudden he rides a motorcycle <laughs> yes and then all the girls wanted him and like I just feel like that's such an interesting concept so we're going to talk about how that perpetuates itself in real life I- I think we have sort of kind of touched on the aspect of nice guys before uh-huh. but not for a full episode um so what what comes to mind for you when you hear nice guy 
or good guy. A square. When you think about TV shows, they usually make him a square. He's... <laughs> huh. And then, like, we covered in the, the episode, it's typically guys who just have deemed themselves to be nice guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are usually sweet, but they're also uh, socially awkward or, like, you know, overly friendly because they're wanting to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's usually, like, that's not... I won't say that's the big definition, but that's usually no. What that's what it comes to mind about you, yeah. right? And for me, when I think of good guy or nice guy, it is like a really entitled type of guy. Like mm-hmm. that's the first word that comes to mind. It's it's you, like you said, it's somebody that's nice, but he's nice because he wants something, or he's mm-hmm. nice and believes that should get him all this attention that somebody else is getting, and it's like. Ew, like I don't like that. So, um, it's it's a like a nice guy who's nice by societal standards. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like just a randomly kind person, but he's just convinced that that women don't like him because he's not a bad guy. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, you're actually insufferable. Um, and I know that when I was like really heavy, like when I was first back on the dating scene, there would be guys that my friends would be like, you should talk to him. He's so nice. And then I would talk to him and, and it was one of them. Like, and nice is not always attractive. No, well, not the characteristic, but I'm, it does not make you attractive alone. Exactly. You're nice you have person. to be nice and interesting or nice yes. and funny or nice and cute because some of them were not cute they were just nice well the bad the quote-unquote bad boys are typically fine that okay so now we getting into that what do you <laughs> think when you hear bad boy i literally think of cute <laughs> yes i think so cute was so boy, fine to me he Ooh. was so fine bad boys usually are the ones that got all the swag sometimes they be jerks if we being honest mm-hmm. um but like Bad boy is like this image of like it's supposed to be this thug or whatever, mm-hmm. but usually it's really somebody that is like just charismatic. They're super funny, and they like know how to handle attention. Yes, like they they know how to control the crowd to you know control the room. So I am typically attracted to I guess the what would be considered to be a bad boy, but. In our big age, usually they're like actually kind of put together. They're not like some of them are still stupid, but some of them are <laughs> extremely educated. And I hate that <clears throat> since we talk about TV, that TV always makes it seem like they have no substance to them, right? Like, like they're because, just dumb and, and yeah. they be slacking off at school and stuff. And they need a tutor to be able to meet a girl. And I'm like, well, that's not true because girls talk to idiots all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but they do i mean they make them super appealing on tv they make Mm -hmm. bad guys very appealing they're very the one thing you can't have yes they're very handsome they don't pay you any attention um they have a lot of attention from women which you know seems to make them more attractive is having Mm -hmm. other women's attention because you know that they have well you assume that they have something to offer if lots of women like them um you know, they they might smoke or something on TV. You know, they do little stuff like that on TV. They sell drugs or they party <laughs> late. Yes. These are all the type of people I didn't date anyway. <laughs> yeah, or they're like really uh, loud and, you know, like you said, charismatic. They just seem like a good time all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Would you say Hakeem, since like, cause since we kind of thinking about Isha, would you say Hakeem was like a mix? Because I feel like they never made him like a bad boy, but it's not like he was just like this angel either. Because he was, he was that that idol that like Kim wanted so bad. You know, he was like the- to her, he was mean. Well, and he, he was like an angel to Moesha. I would say that Hakeem is definitely the good guy. Q is the quintessential bad guy. And I will say yeah. that Hakeem is the, the good guy because he was the guy that was so nice to Moesha. He was such a good friend to her and that never won him her attention. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how they yeah. want us to believe that the good guy walks around this earth. It's just But he so- was so mean to ha- He was so mean to, to Kim. And he dressed similar to Q. And he actually hung with Q at one point to, you know, they decided that. Yeah, yeah but he wasn't the bad guy on the show. Like, right, right, not on the show. Do about- anything bad? He just was adjacent. Like, he wasn't necessarily yeah. a nerdy square guy. Right, that's what I was meaning. Nice. Like, he was in the middle. Yeah, yeah, he was nice to the girl that he wanted, and she didn't want him back. And so he was mean to the girl that he didn't want because. But he wasn't. I, I feel like he was mean to to Kim in the same way that Laura was mean to. uh Steve Urkel because they were both overbearing like yeah they just are annoying much. like so I wouldn't expect nobody to be nice to I don't know I wouldn't be nice to either of them if they were <laughs> 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 they annoying <laughs> so, that's fair I found some you know articles on like you know nice guys finishing last and all this other kind of stuff and the good girls and why the good girls like bad boys and all that stuff so i found two really interesting ones oh shoot hold on it's not the right one um here's one on psychology today you know our ever trusty psychology today um and the question is raised is being called a nice guy a compliment or a curse and she's saying uh, the art- curve okay it says um when a woman says he's nice her ruling may actually be a polite rejection a recognition of some good qualities but an overall evaluation of not for me the trouble may be in how we use the term nice it's generally defined as a constellation of traits that prioritize kindness con- conscientiousness sorry warmth and respect but when it comes to a romantic interest, nice can be a shorthand antonym for bold, strong, or sexy. Instead, meaning needy, weak, predictable, boring, inexperienced, and unattractive. <laughs> the inexperienced part is hilarious. Why do they be picking nice men? Like rude. Just... <laughs> but they're saying the way that we know the like we know the definition of nice. But right. the way we use it when dating, it is not fun or energetic. No. It's like it's not nice at all. No, it's not. And it says, if nice really meant weak and boring, however, then nice guys wouldn't be attractive. The classic definition, however, kind, emotionally sensitive, and caring about others, holds great appeal. So that, I mean, it goes on to say that women don't dislike nice men. Right. They dislike boring, unsexy, weak, needy, men. predictable, inexperienced, unattractive. You know, like they don't yes. like those qualities and they're saying that the person is nice as a way to politely say I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. Because they they may also still be kind. They're just boring and not sexy right. or needy and they're like needy and weak or whatever. So nice guys 
overall do not finish last by psychology standards nice people nice men are attractive to a lot of women like men who are genuinely kind interesting um you know are dependable like the other great qualities of nice but that has to be paired with something like strong and and other qualities that the the women that they're going for like let's talk a little about being a good girl and Mm -hmm. how it's perceived on tv like a good girl and a bad girl because you know like the bad boy trope was never supposed to be something that people aspire toward but people did like yeah because people were attracted to it yeah men wanted to be the bad guy men wanted to be viewed as dangerous and you know mysterious or whatever but it's not the same for the bad girl like mm-hmm. it was not celebrated at all they were you know it was some girl in red lipstick with a hoochie skirt on like mm-hmm. and it was never associated with anything in my memory the bad girl trope was always linked to her being promiscuous like or the The assumption that she's promiscuous now the guy good girl turned bad thing like you know something happened that made her decide that she wanted to start dressing a a certain way and you know wants all this attention it was all and they always made it seem like if the the bad girl was the woman who lost herself like at some point and Mm -hmm. so this was her way of her reaction like something must be wrong with her something dramatic happened to cause her to act this way and it was always always they made it to be getting attention from men yes yes that was that's and that's exactly what it is like the bad boy it i mean yeah he got a lot of attention from girls but it that wasn't you know he wasn't trying he just was right. and then the bad girl it was like <clears throat> everybody wanted to sleep with her nobody wanted to date her um you know people were embarrassed to say that they've been with her or whatever but they would like brag about you know whatever they or lie about having been with her like that kind of thing and so we were always supposed to not want to be that girl connie spaulding <laughs> yes bonafide hoe <laughs> <laughs> yes but like the bad girl it was never that she was a drug dealer or that she you know what I'm saying like the girls that right. fought a lot were not attractive so that's not the bad girl that we're thinking of like these are girls that it was like strictly the box that she's in is that she has a lot of sex with a lot of boys it was mm-hmm. never that she was a bad girl because she was a drug lord or that she got bad rode motorcycles or anything cool like the boys like right. the, I mean selling drugs ain't necessarily cool but you know what I mean <laughs> they get money though okay <laughs> yeah it was never like she had a lot of money and that's you know she was throwing it around and being careless with it like sometimes the bad boys are it was mm-hmm. always she's oh my gosh she's so such a bad girl look at her in her hoochie skirt I bet she has sex with so many boys like why is it always attached to sex girl man and then the good girl was always perceived as what innocent she was the little put together daddy's girl a virgin that too (laughs) she was always a virgin well she always started off as a virgin because they always paired her with the bad boy who took her virginity exactly but and then it was a big deal that she was losing her virginity and and she lost it and then she She was crying about it later like it was never Mm -hmm. a great experience it was never like oh i get a chance to look forward to this beautiful experience with this guy that i love it was always he took everything and now he won't talk to me and i'm crying it was like he doesn't love me anymore yes it was really indoctrinating us 
to not want to be a girl that had sex because you always cry afterwards and they always mm-hmm. the boy is never somebody that you want to be with or they they don't want to be with you or whatever the case may be and now you're seen as a harlot and you come to school with your leather jacket and your red lipstick and your hoochie skirt on because you're trying to get his attention again. And it's just a mess. I'm like, what it is, is this? Always a but the, you want to know what's sad about that? Like, so the thing is, is that the bad girl typically went through that same thing. And like, at some point, sometimes they give her a shine to show why, like, she was this person. But a lot of times, like, I feel like there weren't enough shows to say that the people that were being perceived at the, as the bad girl were actually not promiscuous and didn't do anything. Exactly. And that rolled over into real life because I feel like I got treated that way. Like, I think, I, I don't know, people, I feel like growing up, people saw me two different ways. Like, I feel like because nobody could ever attach me to anything promiscuous or scandalous or whatever the case may be, like, I was considered the good girl. But because of how I looked, I was also perceived as the bad girl in a lot of ways because I've been like literally the and my features have made me so insecure for so long because I've been sexualized for so long Mm -hmm. like in the eighth grade the until the whole school somehow found out I was a virgin everybody assumed I was having sex in the eighth grade yeah because they were like well why does her body look like that there's no way she has a, a butt like that and she not having sex, or how she get that boyfriend, and she's a virgin, and did it like it was always something like that. It was like mm-hmm. my appearance, the assumption, and I didn't dress crazy or no kind of way, but just the way I looked, I got categorized as one of these girls that was doing this, right? Or on the flip side, like when people did start having um, sex and stuff like that and doing other things, now I'm the lame because I'm not participating in the stuff that y'all always thought exactly. I was doing in the first place. Yeah. And it's like, so even now as an adult, there are a lot of people who still feed into these. Like, Mm -hmm. um, and I will say that good girl usually means somebody that is palatable for men. That's what it comes Mm -hmm. down to. Um, like somebody who is very inviting of, you know, not male sexual attention, but like really wants to be a wife or something like really, Mm -hmm. really just wants to be, the best person for male She's attention. a homebody. Yeah, she doesn't she go doesn't. out much. She's scared to drink. She's scared to do this. She's just really sweet. And so I know, like, I know growing up, that's who everyone perceived me to be. Um, mm-hmm. And I really, again, how you talk about how you look, I think it was partially just because of how I look, because no one had any reason to even believe they knew what I did. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was a petite, light-skinned girl. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, it was not... It, I don't think that anyone ever saw... I don't think anyone had any other real reason to think that, besides maybe that my dad is a pastor. But even that made people think that maybe I was bad. Like, so I don't know. I don't. I don't... I can't pinpoint a time in my life where I actually was trying to be a good girl. Um, aside from just like being a good person and like not not being promiscuous because I was scared of people calling me a hoe uh, mm-hmm. growing up, but not necessarily like oh my god I can't wait to be a wife and I'm just uh, such a good like I didn't even know to do any of that. But yeah. <clears throat> on you know as an adult like dating it is sort of like men want you to be this girl that is untouchable but has uh-huh. a lot of experience. Which and is retarded. Like, 
how? Yeah, oh, like I've how is that even? Twenty twenty. Yes, we're not saying that. Sorry, but <laughs> but and then guys, and then they talk about like the girls that go for the bad guys, or I've even been told like as I was talking to somebody, like getting to know them, they're like, you probably like, you know, uh, hood niggas, like stuff like that. And I'm like, why do you assume that? Like, because people's perception of you is that you're the girl next door. Well, not next door to you, sir. Like, I don't have a problem with that. But no, but I'm saying I think that's the perception. So they just assume because of what society has said that the girl Mm -hmm. next door is attracted to. She's not attracted to the nice guy because that's the one that people have tried to force on her all her life. So she does the total opposite. That's what like TV has taught us. That's what society has said is that you have forced this little nice nerdy boy on her her whole life and she yes. just wants to go against the grain and get this bad boy that's going to give her all these experiences that she didn't get. That's how they make it seem. And, and honestly, being on that good girl pedestal ain't fun either. It's you are not accountable for some crap that you don't know. Girl, about. Like, I, like, like, I, that is not me at all. I'm sorry. At <laughs> all. let you down. But I'm not all. like that. And I don't, I don't mind being perceived as like girl next door in the way that the girl next door is like approachable and friendly and like mm-hmm. like to a girl the girl next door is the is the one you want to be friends with mm-hmm. i'm cool with that i'm kind of i am kind of a woman's woman like i don't mind seeming nice and kind and friendly and approachable to women that's fine with me being the girl next door to men is annoying because i feel like they idolize and like under sexualize me and i've told i've said on this podcast before that i hated being under sexualized not that i wanted somebody to make me out to be a hoe or anything but Mm -hmm. i don't like the idea that i'm not interested in sex i don't like it i'm not interested in sex with you per se but you know i'm but don't hold me in this box that i'm just afraid of sexual thing yeah or that i am just running away from that like i'm oh no 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 i'm not that's not something that i am in no way or like like you need to tone down anything because of because you're talking to me and it's like and how wild is that like because in those aspects we're the total opposite Mm -hmm. because like you're way more comfortable talking about sex than I am or just about things like that have to do with sexuality in general and it's things that kind of make me squirm and maybe it's just I don't it could be because of how we've been perceived and been tr- treated in certain ways you I know, don't that put it sparked past our it. interest or forced us not to want to be interested you know in certain yeah things, so. and I will say that I'm not I wouldn't I don't think anyone would characterize me as promiscuous quote unquote right. not that I care but in that same vein, like I'm selective about who I have sex with, but I'm not turned off, like I'm not squeamish about sex or I'm not mm-hmm. like uninterested in it or like I don't think people should be doing that. Like that's not my personality at all. And a lot of people assume that it is. A lot mm-hmm. of it goes comes from a look and some of it comes from not having access to me in that way anyway. If I don't talk yep. about it publicly, then you assume that I don't like it or that I'm not interested in it or whatever the case may be which is fine with me too because I'm, not I'm probably not interested in it with you if I haven't talked to you about it <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> but um there's this really good article on self.com mm-hmm. um I can't read the entire thing there's so many gems in here it's by Brittany Risher uh but she talks about how be, like her wanting to be the good girl um 
like ruined her dating life because she mm. was but and by good girl for her she means someone again like who is palatable for men who does what mm-hmm. men like who who want to appeal to men and she was saying that that is holding that was holding her dating life back because that's not who she is at all but mm-hmm. like one like some guy invited her back to his apartment and she was not offended by it but she felt like she needed to be because it was too early for that mm. like she she w- would have wanted to be doing whatever it is he invited her th- back to the apartment for but she was like oh no a good girl wouldn't do that so she had to right. be like oh, no I don't want to be at your apartment like that kind of thing um uh so uh, this is one part that I thought was good <clears throat> it says I think hold on let me give it some context um so she was characterized as like the tight girl like the like the the uh like a prude at okay. one point and sh- and she said that somebody asked a friend of hers like somebody asked somebody that she used to date like are you still dating that tight girl and she said I think that's why sometimes I feel like I need to go along with what g- the guy wants especially if it's a seemingly minor thing I should want to keep kissing goodbye even if I don't feel like it i should want to grab takeout and go up to his apartment i get nervous and i feel like a loser to speak up over seemingly trivial things in those instances and because i need to be a good girl and get everyone's approval i have long lived believing that my feelings don't matter but now i see that not only am i wasting my time with guys that i wouldn't want relationships with i i'm Mm -hmm. also giving men power they're not truly forcing me to do any of this i'm failing to meet them with any with an equal amount of power and determination. So she was saying that like basically the good girl trope is coming from a girl that doesn't push back. Like she wants mm-hmm. what you want cause she wants to please you or whatever. And she doesn't want to be that girl. And um, it was keeping her from attracting healthy relationships because she was dating people and giving them something that she wasn't. They yeah. to somebody she's totally not. Yes. Or just she's, they're coming to her with all this assertiveness and power and knowing what they want. And she's just going along with what they want instead of giving them that same energy back. And that Mm -hmm. same energy is what helps you find who you can healthily be with is because I'm presenting my entire self. I'm presenting my wants and desires to you in the same way that you're presenting yours. And let's see how they mesh and collide and, 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 interact with one another to see if we're compatible if i'm not doing that i will never know if we're compatible i will always know that i'm going along with what you want and if you and aren't I've been guilty of that before we all have because i like, feel like trying that's... to conform and be like okay well let me not be as loud and mm-hmm. as opinionated and it sounds crazy because like when you're around a bunch of strong women and you admit to that you almost feel judged by saying that you compromise because it's like Girl, what you doing? Why are you being quiet? You ain't got to be quiet for that man, blah, 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 blah. But, like, when you're in it, like, you just trying to figure out, like, what works. Maybe I've been too loud. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's because society hasn't told us it's okay to be loud. Like, for me, I used to be very conscious of... And when I say loud, I... Li- for one, literal, because I'm country and I can't be loud. <laughs> um, But two, like, just speaking. Like, like in a room of men. Yeah, yeah, like, having something to say. So, like, um, you know, when when you are that way and then you see so like in high school for me it was like I was always the cool girl, I was the popular girl, but I wasn't approached a lot. Like 
And it mm-hmm. wasn't that people didn't say I was attractive, but it was very much so like, uh, well, I, I Candace is fine, but she not the girl next door. Yeah, she's, she's not like quiet and temperamental and like like doesn't really, you know, like like they all of the girls who had boyfriends at my high school stayed crying. And I, like I was, that's I was, not funny. I was real, and I was always that girl. If you don't stop crying, like I remember for our class, uh, our class reunion, this girl wrote in there and was like, "Candace always used to check me about crying." I'm so glad she did that because I used to be like, "Girl, I know you ain't in school crying about no boy. Even if you are crying, do it in the bathroom. Stop telling people that you. I mean, showing people that you crying because it make you look weak." And I wasn't saying that she was weak. I was saying stop giving them the power of thinking mm-hmm. that they're breaking you every time your feelings hurt. Yeah. So, but because of that, I ended up being like the super strong to date me. Like, and I mean, I was dating older guys, anyways. But like, nobody really wanted to pursue me heavily because they were because they couldn't treat that I you any old kind of way, right? And that's the messed up part about seeing the good being seen as the good girl because you're supposed to, in theory, aspire to it. But it's always the girl getting walked all over. Yeah. The good girl is never the girl who is assertive and, you know, find somebody who is an equal match for her. She's always the girl that is, you know, trying Quiet to prove herself to some man so that he will take her seriously. Drive her car everywhere. Yeah, like it's <laughs> always that, up. like being acceptable to men. And mm-hmm. I will say that most women who come across as like very strong and why are you like that and don't be letting these men, da, 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 we learned that. That's not mm-hmm. something that we... We learned it by unlearning what we originally were taught because yes. I was definitely the crying over a, a guy girl. And it was a one, one guy. Like he was always <laughs> doing something that was making me cry. And I wasn't necessarily in school crying about him, but I spent much of my dating years crying over him, trying mm-hmm. to like be good enough for him, trying to like not upset him, like that kind of thing. And I knew better. Like, I didn't grow up being taught that that's what I needed to do. But I saw other examples on TV, on mm-hmm. in my community of women, like, not really challenging the men around them. So, not yeah. in my household, because my mama is not that girl. Just let's, let me <laughs> let me tell y'all that up front before she listens to the show and thinks I'm calling <laughs> like, her Mika uh, Mad because she's not that girl <laughs> at all. But, you know societal pressures still are able to teach you things whether it's in your home or not so yeah i'm thinking if then I'm you gonna... like for me i'd be like well shoot i'm the one who ain't got no boyfriend because i won't shut up mm-hmm. like because i'm de- and then so i i was society was teaching me that i was too demanding yes so then i started to feel like i needed to conform and be quiet and maybe because when i tell you like i just could not under like i was so and am now too, but I was so like hard and like confident in myself that I was like, ain't no way if I like to wear, and I didn't, I, I was definitely a sneakers girl, but if I like to wear flat and sand, flats and sandals, I am not about to start asking my mama to buy me J's because my boyfriend said he wanted me to dress like Candace. Literally, that happened to a girl. Boy. Ew. This is the same boy that would not date me though because I was too loud. Like I was too, I was too much. Mm-hmm. Not even in a, my personality was too loud. I was too, but was like, oh, well, but Candace, you know, she wears sneakers and she do da 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 and she blah, 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 blah. Like, because you're so, cool like, and like you're a, the the friend of all these guys, but they don't, they don't want their girlfriends to act these, like you, but they want right. to feel, they want these, that to feel kinship like they with you. With like, yes. yeah. Same as like these guys who say that they want their girls to be modest and not be on social media showing their body, but you idolize women who show their bodies and wild out, but mm-hmm. that can't be your woman. 
Right. And so you like as women, we find ourselves in this struggle of like if I'm too much of myself, I might be I might end up single. But if if I'm not, then I'll end up like we there's a struggle because it's like you either gonna be yourself or you're not. And honestly, being yourself, like you probably gonna end up more happier than conforming to being somebody that this man wants you to be and ending up single ending up single (laughs) is the worst way to look at life like you literally arrive here single you're already single until you're with somebody so the idea that you're gonna quote unquote end up without somebody because you're being yourself is messed up (laughs) really messed up yeah so before we wrap up the digna scene segment I got one very important question very important and I need to know if you're like me or not okay when you were a kid or before you started dating for real did you ever fantasize about dating sitcom bad boys like were you looking forward to dating someone who was like well or were you or did you think about like your parents not liking your boyfriend and like having this tumultuous love relationship <laughs> i mean i don't think i thought about it from the like parents not liking them thing but i definitely wanted to date cute like he just like seemed like the t- i don't know like the and i actually i guess i dated athletes growing up but they and they were smart but they were not the most well-behaved at the time so i guess i ended up falling into that trap anyways but I definitely wanted to date Q. Okay, if we just talking about Moesha specifically. I wanted to date Q. And then I think that's, God, that haunted me later in life. But that's the first time, like, I saw anything about Kappa's was on Moesha. And <laughs> God forbid I ended up dating someone. <laughs> but remember, she had dated that one boy. Oh, yes, <laughs> I do remember. That's why I'm laughing. Because, man, <laughs> So uh, I think that put a lot of bad juju on my love life, but (laughs) (laughs) I definitely imagine dating him. Um, Yeah, kind of. It was always like, it was either for me, like sitcom wise, it was either like the bad boy or the one that the girl couldn't initially get. So T is terribly looking to me now, but I mean, it's terrible looking to me now. But when I was younger, I thought T was cute from the Parkers (laughs) too. And he wasn't bad, but they, they no, he looks like Jerry, like, like Tom and Jerry the mouse to me for some reason I always thought he looked like that and he and Jerry's like chubby and short I have no idea why he reminds me right, of because mouse, he's like, but it's he his head is shaped like like that honestly he got a really big head and a smaller <laughs> body but so with him they actually kind of changed his personality throughout that show because initially when they first started going to that school he was definitely like the they're not, not going to be easy to get close to type of person. Because mm-hmm. remember, at first it started like him and because I went back, I mean, well not went back because the park is be coming on on Saturdays. When they first started going to that school, T was already a student there with Professor Ogilvie and they were frat brothers. That's how mm-hmm. they got introduced yep. to the and, show. And Kai, and Kai, was, Kai. Yeah, and it was definitely <laughs> like he the ladies man thing. And then like over time he evolved to being more like laid back were inaccessible whereas in the what beginning what was their group name um i don't know i remember first out mama killed him mama killed him killed tiba <laughs> <laughs> it was our unity that was it and her auntie oh had tried God. to put stevie in the front that one time or no mm-hmm. put that light-skinned girl because she said that kim wasn't pretty and kim they used to really be doing kim dirty on both of them shows and i don't like that 
now that I'm really thinking about it, like that was so mean to her. Yeah, so like, I don't remember a lot about Moesha and Kim getting like done wrong. I saw the Hakeem used to play in her, but I definitely remember that episode when they were saying that she, she didn't look the part to be the lead singer. Yeah, and I and you know that's a important. You know, it was one of those show things. Like it's important to note that that happens to people, but at the same time, her character was literally built on that. Like it was built mm-hmm. on making her feel like she wasn't attractive. And she was the best dressed person on both of them shows. But like on Moesha, they're always making it like she's chubby and all this other kind of stuff. Like it just was really mean. And it does make you think like how that affected her. Her. Because I mean, mean, it's a character, but they're talking about the way she actually looks. So it's like, dang, that's messed up. That's how I feel about that lady from Ghostbusters. Because they made her like the ugly, loud black lady. (laughs) I'm always like, did she like feel some type of way about getting casted for being ugly? Because I would feel some type of way about that. For real. But like, I get the sitcoms, because I've been watching social media dissect all of these 90s shows and Mm -hmm. it's crazy because i feel like we used to enjoy it so much back then we always like we want the 90s shows to come back blah 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 blah. but watching the 90s shows now you see how much stuff is not acceptable that we didn't pay much attention to in the 90s so like stuff like that like all the time right monique literally got famous for being fat and for talking Mm -hmm. about her lifestyle as a fat person her breakout show but but on the park talking about show. being fat is different than no but people. what i right but i'm saying she was doing that to combat fat shaming which was this big whole thing oh, in true, the 90s true, true. so that's how she got so famous but when she started to lose weight she started to shift her shade from shading skinny people to saying that fat girls need to get their lives together and it that's wasn't necessarily true. always empowerment so that's what i'm saying i feel like mm-hmm. because we we are so um conscious of like how people feel and how it affects them and affects their mental health and their emotions that that has changed like what we identify with as acceptable and it wasn't the same back then like there's a lot of things that could be said before that people would laugh at now that now it's like okay that's really distasteful to say or to joke about and things like that so um even when we do think about like the males that are casted in these shows and like the stuff that they had them go through. And I feel like when, when we, so toxic masculinity was like a really big topic last year. If you take some of the things that happened in these shows in the nineties, particularly to the bad boys. So think about shine from boy meets world. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was like, it was more so of a, you feel bad for him because he has such this poor life versus like somebody actually making him feel like he should be able to express what's going on and try to exactly. find the root of that. So And that's that's really what where the conversations about toxic masculinity not stem from, but a lot of the conversation is right there too because mm-hmm. it's ingrained in us with our media messages that you know all the shows had an episode where a, a boy was going through something and he couldn't talk about it because it wasn't macho. Mm-hmm. All of the shows, I don't know a single show where there was a character that did not have that going on at some point. Never, all and these the little shows... boys grew up watching it to be grown mm-hmm. men that don't want to tell nobody what's going on with them. Ever. On top of that, all of the shows had a moment where somebody was slut shamed. Every mm-hmm. single show, yep. all of the shows that had an active dad had one where the dad was he cheated. the daughter 
that she couldn't do something that now it's like dad you're very obsessed with your daughter's sexuality and that's not healthy like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff so or the dad ends up i feel like it for the black shows in two-parent homes there was always like this child that came out of nowhere like the dad <laughs> that's not funny it. but like, yeah Dorian, <laughs> bro, what except like, for, like, why does every matters. black show that Carl was like together you know, uh, they just ended up with a random kid or some type of infidelity that they never talked about and i i've never liked that part about black shows black movies mm-hmm. because i'm like why why do we always have to bring up that part that may be and it's, some it's of our like reality, the, but it's not everybody's reality or that's what i was in every say. black show it's, it's one of those things where it's such a it is something to talk about because I, especially in the 90s it was something that was very much highlighted mm-hmm. in a lot of the things we were doing but there's a thin line between highlighting it because it's an issue and always capitalizing off of using right. somebody else's life as a as a shock factor because it did happen so much to people mm-hmm. I guess or whatever and so it's like instead of discussing it as something that should never be happening in our homes we put it on our TV screens and then make us watch each other deal with it in these really unhealthy ways too. Yep. Because it was rarely that the wife left. Rarely. Very rarely did the wife actually leave the husband for something that he did. It's always like, we'll get through this sort of family. Like, girl, why am I watching this? I don't want to see this. But, you know, as teenagers, I'm thinking when somebody cheat on you, you're supposed to you supposed to get through it because that's what now that I do. didn't think, but I did feel like that <laughs> I mean, I didn't to think that, but I'm expectation that we were going to get cheated on. It, yes, that's what I mean. Like, that's I mean, I did not personally think that because that's not what I saw in my home, but you know, the messages come from all the all the different places, so it's like you do end up thinking that this is something that people work through. This is not something that wives leave their husbands for. You can if you want to, but it's going to be really difficult because this is just what somebody, this is what happens in relationships and you get through it and then you become stronger. Like that was the messaging. But I definitely wanted to date bad boys and I ended up, like I I thought about the whole like, okay, so then my parents are not going to like my boyfriend and I'm going to have to sneak around with him. Like I thought about all that. I was obsessed with Moesha, first of all. (laughs) And I loved Q, like loved him. I was so in love with him. I wanted to actually like date him as I was. Like in real life, I Mm -hmm. wanted to be with him. And like even down to when I watched Family Matters, Stefan was not it for me. Like, he was way too, like... First of all, he wasn't cute. Second of all... <laughs> but he did have, like, like this swag to him, though. I'll give, he, did, he was mysterious, I'll give but he wasn't bad No, he was literally me. Steve like, without his glasses. And, it, it, like, the you. fact that TV tried to make a suit... It was Jaleel White in a suit, and I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't think he was cute back then. But I wanted cute. Like, I wanted to date, like, a little street... A boy, a little rapper, somebody. I ended up dating somebody that was horrible, and my parents did hate him, and it was just the horrible. <laughs> I should have never. Was it Lil Zane on the show before too? Yes, he was. Lil Zane was on a bunch of ninety shows. I thought so. Um, but yeah, girl, it was a mess. Um, that's all I had though. Um, for digging the scene. Uh, if all hearts and minds are clear, <laughs> I'm church. We can move very on. much so. <laughs> before uh, we go into save the day though I would ask y'all if because for some reason my mind is drawing the blank and I know there were a lot more bad boys that I actually liked on TV mm-hmm. I actually and I'm not a fan of the uh, Caucasians but I actually like there was something about Sean to me for I Women's World Shine. and Corey's big brother 
No. I liked him too. <laughs> that was rude. I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> but I, I, I think I remember liking Corey's big brother too. But definitely, I liked Sean. I liked that Sean had a black girlfriend. That was so exciting to me. I was like, did yes. you see that it came out that they were really mean to her on that show? Like he no. was the only one that wasn't mean to her. Oh no! They oh, ended up apologizing to her now, like maybe like last year they apologized to her it might have been earlier this year but she was just talking about how they treated her so terribly on that show they That's were all awful. mean to her they definitely treated her like the black girl on the show like they didn't include her in anything they weren't nice to her she and she it made everybody mad because Topanga was the main culprit and you know everybody loves she Topanga. seems like she would have been that just like deflated my whole little bubble I, I know. I was very sad to find that out because I love Boy Meets World, and then right. I was like, she was getting her coin though because she was on another show around that time too, where she yeah, was playing she was, an adult. But, it, uh, but that's what she was saying. Like she, it wasn't like it's. She was working, but she was being treated horribly. And, yeah. But they came out. They um they apologized to her, and then they posted a picture all together and everything. But well, not all together, but like I think it was like um the Big Brother. What is his name? On the show, I don't know. Um, Zach, anyway. I don't know. I can't remember. My my, my, my memory is blurry. <laughs> that is such a stereotype. That man name was not Zach. Zach. Oh, oh wait, that was Florida. Not Zach. Girl, you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> you need to move out of Florida. I do. Oh, today. Okay, but um, yeah, they posted a picture, like an update, like they patched everything up, whatever. So, oh, okay. Who was another? Um, what you call it? Had a bad boy too. Was it not to, not Tamara? Uh, Tia's boyfriend wasn't all the way together either. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was he Tyreek? Was that his name? I don't remember. I think it was something was like that. They always had a black name, like a very black. Name. It was super black because it was like Tamara's boyfriend was Jordan. I think was his name, and he was really accepted. And Tyreek was like the black sheep that wasn't supposed to be good enough for Tamara because mm-hmm. his dad. Because and that was another it was thing. Tariq because I can hear her saying his name in my head. Like I can yeah hear when she was like, crying. Tariq. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know what was also crazy about that? It was always their dad's raising them. When it was like the bad boy. A lot of times it was like their dad had full custody of them and he had like mm-hmm. some manual labor type of job and <laughs> Yeah, he wasn't at home very much, like that kind of And thing. he'd beat his son up if he did Yeah, something. like yeah that upset like, the yeah, uppity yeah, people. Or the dad was in the streets too, like that type of stuff. It was yeah. Just, it was a lot going on on them shows. But But yeah, so y'all if y'all can think of other <laughs> I wanted one of the bad ones. Whatever it was, I wanted it. As long right. as it was, they was always the fine. The good jacket. ones weren't cute. They were not ever cute. They always made the fine. That's not true. Some of them were cute, but the finest ones were the ones that we ain't have no business dealing with. And I know they did that on purpose. For sure. For sure. Because even, I mean, even in Fresh Prince, I mean, technically the bad boy was Will Smith and he was fine compared to anybody else that they ever put on there. Absolutely. Show. Compared to Carlton, he was fine. <laughs> Absolutely. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, okay, um, so if y'all have bad boys that y'all can think of that we did not mention, because we clearly have been, like, lusting over Q for the last 10 minutes, um, okay. definitely DM us, <coughs> send us your list. We'll bring it up on another topic. Um, but now we can move on to the rest of me. So, actually, let's hear from our sponsors first. Okay, now we can move on to the rest of me segment. So, the rest of me segment, I have not done this in a while, but I've really been wanting to read this story. It is a story that I found from this page called 
am I the asshole? I knew. <laughs> I am literally psychic. I'm not kidding right now. Like, I knew. And I almost suggested it. It's 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 a Reddit thing where they do it. Am I the asshole? Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, but anyway, so go ahead. They have, like, this whole Twitter page. So, I randomly found the Twitter page, but after I found it, the creepiest thing, like, Big Brother really be watching this, because after I found it, I noticed that, like, their tweets started popping up as sponsored, and that people that I follow have randomly found this page all of a sudden. So, anyways, I found a story on there that I'm going to read for the rest of the segment, and then we can kind of dive in. I feel like I know what story it is, too. Okay. I really, I need to go talk to my pastor. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Mama, I have a gift. (laughs) For real. Okay. So, um, this story for the week is, am I the asshole for saying we only help with my ex's kids party if we could tell people we're engaged? This guy- <laughs> What? Okay. That's why I wanted to read this story. I have not read it, so I'm interested to see how it's about to go. Okay. This guy, Jack, and I were together for about a year, and within a couple of weeks, ending... And within a couple of weeks of ending it, I found out I was pregnant. I text Jax to tell him, and a couple hours later, this woman, Liz, showed up at my place saying she and Jack had been together for six months, and she was also pregnant. And when, mm. <laughs> and when the text arrived, she got my address out of Jack's phone so she could talk to me before him. I told her everything, and Liz dumped Jack. I was about six weeks along at this stage, and she was about, she was 12 weeks. Oh, y'all should have jumped in. Liz and I weren't exactly... What? Okay, I don't know who... This is somebody from, like, Europe or something. Beezy mates? What is that? We're going to say besties. <laughs> <laughs> Liz, and the, Liz and I weren't exactly besties to begin with, but Jack took a huge step back when he realized how angry at him we both were. So Liz and I ended up doing pregnancy stuff together. When my roommate said that she didn't want to live with the baby, Liz suggested we move in together. Jack objected, but we told him to get lost and move in wait, together. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Can I make sure that I understand what's happening here? So these are two women who are pregnant by the same man. That met. Unintentionally. Because... They, 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 okay, so they met in order to catch him up, and then they end up being bees mates. <laughs> okay, cool, bees cool mates. <laughs> <laughs> Over the years we got closer, I've al- I've always known I was bi. Oh, what? Uh, what? What, what is, is happening, so Candice? What's going on? <laughs> no, okay, I didn't go ahead. Read this. I've always known I was bi, but when our kids were a year old, Liz realized that she was gay. And when the kids were about five, Liz asked me out. We knew it was a little weird, but nothing about our relationship before this was conventional. So we figured, thing. why get hung up on normal now? We've been together for four years now, and Liz proposed a few months ago. I said yes. This is definitely not what I thought was about to happen. I I was getting ready to say, this is not at all what I imagined when you read the title. This is lit, though. Go ahead. (laughs) Jack has been an involved parent this whole time, paying us both child support and having, this is lit, (laughs) having custody on alternate weekends. He's met someone. He's met someone new, married a few years ago, and they have a son, Tommy. Tommy looks up to the nine-year-olds, my son, Liz's daughter, and loves them a lot, and they adore their little brother. 
tomorrow, Tommy is having a socially distanced birthday party for his fifth birthday. The current li- the current guest list is both sets of grandparents and aunt, uncle, cousin trio, the neighbor's son, then me, Liz, and our kids. They've kept it pretty small for obvious reasons, and there's only going to be five kids there total. And Tommy is good friends with the neighbor's kid, but not so much with his cousin. The party is on... The party is on a day that Jack doesn't have custody, so he asked us to bring the kids as a favor. He's also asked us to stay and help with the party because I'm a pretty decent baker slash cook, and he's asked me to make the cake, which I agreed to. And it looks pretty good, if I must say so myself. But now, the day before the party, Jack has told me and Liz that his his wife's parents are homophobic. So for the duration of the party, he's going to need us to pretend we're straight, Single mom, uh, okay. single yeah. This is definitely somebody from Europe because she put moms. Single moms because <laughs> Jack is already on thin ice with them for getting three women pregnant. <laughs> we said we dropped the kids and the cake, but not stick around because Jack's parents right. hate us both anyway, and we won't hide our relationship. Jack has said we're being unreasonable. He needs us to do this favor, and we already agreed to help so we can so we can't bail on him the day before the party. Are we the assholes? Definitely not. I honestly feel like he's the jerk for asking them. He to is one hundred percent hide the their relationship to appease <clears throat> his in laws. And you're you t- talking about you really need us to do this favor. The favor is that I'm leaving my kids there, right? Because I really should not leave my child around someone who hates their parent. I I would not want to do that. And I know that that's. You know, everybody doesn't feel that way because so many people are homophobic and still having the chance to unlearn and whoop, whoop, whoop. But if I'm gay, I don't necessarily want my kids around somebody who will talk down on what they have seen affirmed their whole life. Right. Or not treat my kids. kids different. Yeah, not little kids because they may not have the language or the courage to say anything in their own defense or anything like that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I do not like that at all. So he is definitely the jerk for asking for all of this and trying to make them pretend to do anything. Like, no, you either need to grow some gonads and right. stand up to your in-laws or you need to leave me alone and let me Dude. do what, what I think is the safest thing for me to do. And which is stay at home. Cause if I come to that and they get to cutting up, it's going to be, first of all, you better hope I don't poison and, and make a special <laughs> cake for the in-laws. Okay. <laughs> for real. Since she's so bothered. Like, I mean, it's the same thing as you dating somebody biracial and you telling me their parents are going to be there and I have and to act racist. like I'm mixed so that they don't <laughs> say that I'm, so they don't know that I'm actually black and be mean to me. Like, please get out of my face with that. Right. Okay. So outside of that, let's talk about how wild the story is in general. So <laughs> this man cheated on two women, got them both pregnant. They ended up living happily ever after with each other. I love it. You know, God works in mysterious ways on how you meet your soulmate. <laughs> and sometimes you just need a man in the equation oh, just long that. enough so he can get out the way for you to find women who are loving and supporting. That's all I'm going to say about that. He did what he had to do and he got kicked to the curb. And now he's with, he's with his soulmate too, I guess. With her raggedy um parents. <laughs> God, that's a that is a cluster. Damn. That really is a lot going on, though. Because at the end of the day, like those grandparents are grandparents of the Everybody's other two kids. women's kids, little brother. <laughs> so, yeah. like, well, 
good riddance. Best of luck to y'all. Glad y'all right. stood your ground and said y'all wasn't going to the party. Probably wouldn't have sent my cake. All I would have seen was sent with the kids at that point, and that would be because they love their little brother and they don't deserve to be punished because of grown people. But those, I would send a fair warning. Those grown people better not do anything to to offend I, my children. I swear. And if you don't defend my children, if my I'm children's feelings are hurt, baby. And that, that joint cake, custody is getting renewed. I'm telling you, don't have my child in no con- compromising position. I don't even have kids, but I'm very serious about having children in compromising situations and no adult defends them. I do not like that. Right. I don't like that at all. If you're too cowardly to, to be taken up for whoever in the face of a child, do not have kids and do and not or, or don't be babysitting or whatever, because I'm I'm gonna have a real issue if my child is left with you. And I can't depend on you to protect them from something right. or somebody. And y'all who be thinking it's cute, like for real, stop playing with other people's kids because y'all gonna meet the Please. right one. And if I ever have a child and for some reason they end up having to have a step parent, I'm gonna be the right one that day. Like I saw this <laughs> this post that was like, um, I can't wait to perm my stepdaughter's hair I, without ooh. her mama's permission. Baby, I'm tell you. You <laughs> and your life is gonna be hell. His life gonna be hell. Girl, Everybody's I will perm your fucking eyebrows. Ooh, I didn't mean to cuss. Ah! <laughs> I didn't mean to cuss. But I'm dead. I will I'll make you eat perm. Okay, like please don't play with me. You yeah, will, I don't, don't do I don't play with that. Child. I don't using children to get at adults is very trash. Like that is it's disgusting. True. And there, you will not see the kingdom behaving that way. <laughs> I don't believe it. Don't but do it. But you're going to meet your maker, baby. I don't know okay. what going to be made okay. from that point. Okay. I do not have any children, but I'm very, very passionate about the well-being and safety of children. Anybody's child exactly. is protected around me because I don't, I do not play about traumatizing children. Mm-mm. I don't play that if, if my friend has a step a stepchild and they want to do something to get at the. I don't play that. I'm never gonna ever think that's funny. Like I'm not gonna kiki with you about that. Like that's that's not funny at all. No, and if I you will mess with a child, you will most anymore. likely get your tail whooped by me. Yeah, that's like, not cute. That's something to make to sever all ties of a friendship. Cause I'm gonna check you behind that baby. I don't care every time. Uh, uh, behind anyone's child, I'm gonna always have. I'm always be on the side of protecting a child because that is a fool. I don't like that. So, um, if you would like to share your stories for the rescue me segment, this is always our segment for our listeners to participate. You can email us at save the day sos at gmail dot com, or you could send us a voice note. Um, you can record yourselves on your phone and just email that to us. Or, of course, you can head over to anchor.fm, find Save the Date Show, and then when you get to our page, there'll be an area to leave a voice message. And we can move on. All right. Um, so, uh, we're at, where are we at? Trend Watch. Trend Watch. Um, so, there was one, there's one that I wanted to say. Part of me feels like this might be able to be a whole dig in the scene segment, oh, okay. but I don't think it's enough information out on it right now. Like I think because it's being projected as a trend, I may not be able to find too much on it. Okay, so I'm gonna just say it now, and if later on, like in a in a few months or whatever, people we'll say we found it, we did this, right? We could just do it. <laughs> so this is called micro cheating. They're making micro-cheating a thing. Mm-hmm. And I have thoughts about the name of this, but I'm going to give you what it is first, and then we can discuss that. Okay. So micro-cheating 
is considered the the gray area of cheating. It includes everything from constantly looking at your ex's Facebook page to contacting past flames via text. Um, Jackson, who is the, um, I guess, the sociologist here, says micro cheating is the little sister of emotional cheating. So it's like levels like you're micro cheating. Then you have then you're having an emotionally dishonest relationship i guess and then there's all the way cheating okay and it is when small opportunities for affectionate behaviors that fall outside of your relationship arise which can lead to mistrust and infidelity in the future she said adding this can also include dressing differently when you know you're going to be seeing a certain person Mm -hmm. or lying by omission previously speaking with global news relationship expert Brianna Ho- Brianne Ho- Hogan. Good Lord. <laughs> Why can't I read today? She Story said micro cheating. <laughs> she said micro cheating for some can be considered playful or flirting and others don't even know when it co- when it crosses the line into cheating. Sometimes it doesn't mean anything, but it gets tricky when it comes down to intention. Mm. Cheating so, is cheating. Okay, that's exactly what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like it ain't no, it don't have to be a micro. Either you're cheating or you're not. For right. me. If you decide to put on pretty panties to go around this man that you got a crush on, not work, pretty you panties. Must, I, that, I just thought about, uh, <laughs> thought about, uh, why did I get married too? But for real, like if you start doing certain things to get attention, like at some point you are starting to straddle that line. And once there's no, like, you either cheating or you not. So once you cross over that line, you're cheating. There's no micro to that. Yeah. You should not be taking attention for somebody outside of your relationship. Yes. And I will say this with this in mind, because to me, everybody does a little bit of the micro cheating thing. Everyone Mm -hmm. does. And I, I will stand by saying this. I don't think it's a person on the planet who has ever been in a relationship and not at least felt some type of way when someone else flirted with them, someone right. attractive, because it happens, you know, we're beings who just because you're in a relationship, your eyeballs don't, don't stop working. It, your eyeballs <laughs> don't stop working. Your sexual attraction mechanism does Doesn't not stop working. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> and I, I'm saying that to say these types of little things are little to some and big to some. And I think everyone has the right to feel that way. Like you, you don't have to feel like this is a very small thing. If it's not a small thing to you, if, if someone's flirting with a coworker too much, like doing too much at work is too much for you. You don't have to stay in that relationship if you don't want to, like it just is what it is, whatever you can, you can absolutely be single. If everything on this list bothers you, or you can say, you know, this type of stuff is not really like to me, there's a there's a line where flirting crosses for me, but I don't really get too worked up about my significant other maybe at work like playfully saying something about how somebody looks. If everybody know that he got a girlfriend, unless he's if he's not being disrespectful, you know, people compliment people all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be dying because you looked up your ex on Facebook, but I am going if I find out you did, I'm going to ask you why you did it. Right. And then we can have a conversation about it. Um, like stuff like that, I feel like you uh, is an opportunity for you to talk through what's going on in your relationship, what's going on with your partner. Um, but and everybody knows you don't have to do that. You know what type of stuff mm-hmm. you need to be engaging in because you know how much self-control you got. You don't exactly. accidentally lose control. If that's Thank your you. ex that you loved having sex with, 
you know you don't need to be in no situation that's going to present the opportunity because you're probably going to do it. So just don't. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. And that texting, I I feel like if you're doing things secretively, Mm -hmm. I have an issue with that because I don't like lying. And, and you like, don't even trust yourself if you exactly. if you got to tell me you don't trust what's going to happen with that if you can't exactly. tell me. If you can't say, oh, yeah, I talked to Brittany um, last week briefly. It was just, you know, I just was saying hello or she hit me up because blah, blah, blah. The conversation wasn't nothing. And and you can't tell me that voluntarily. Like, I don't mm-hmm. need to be, have to snatch that out of you because I saw it on your phone or whatever. If you can't let me know what's going on, I'm going to feel a type of way. And I'm going to feel like if you haven't cheated, you might. Right. So... We need to be talking about that because you're protecting but... somebody. You either protecting yourself or you protecting that person, but you ain't protecting me. And the only reason why you would be protecting that person is because you still want an <coughs> opportunity with them. Should that window open, so no, thank you. We're not playing right. Games. So it's just not. I don't know. And I guess micro cheating isn't necessarily diminishing the act of cheating as much as it is saying this is a small level of cheating, and that's okay. I guess if you want to say that this this kind of cheating is very small compared to actually going and setting up an opportunity for you to be sexual with this person or whatever um then i will let that ride um but that's what micro cheating is and that's what it is (laughs) right and we can move on to lessons learned okay um you want to go first i gotta think of one uh my lesson learned is that you can like what you like, but you need to know why you like it. Like, if, quote-unquote, bad boys are who you like, and it's not necessarily anything that about how they treat you or whatever. Like, why do you like that? Or if they, if it, you like a certain type of guy that's mean to you, like, why do you like that? Um, and if you don't like this stereotypical good guy, know why you don't like it and what you don't like about it so that somebody can convince you that you just enjoy being treated badly. Like there's something that you like that you might be able to find in somebody that treats you better than whoever that is. So I don't right. know. I just would say, don't let nobody tell you that. Cause a lot of times people do that. Try to make you feel like, Oh, you only like somebody that's going to abuse you or whatever. And then you start feeling really, really bad because you start feeling like you like to be abused. And that's mm-hmm. not necessarily the case. Um, sometimes it's that you like something else about them and you don't know where else to find it. So, um, yeah, that's my lesson learned. Just know why you like stuff. Yeah. And my uh, lesson is kind of, um, you kind of spoke on that. My lesson would be that everybody don't got to like who you like. Like everything ain't for everybody. So if you like a certain type of guy and, you know, you don't get the whole room's consensus that this is the best person for you. If they treat you good and you happy, um, that's what you got to go off of. I found myself over time, like, worried about, you know, like, what other people are going to think if I deal with this person. Or even if I stay with this person after they've made some kind of mistake and, like, feeling like I need to protect my relationship by not letting anybody have access to it because I'm worried that they're not going to like it. When the reality is, if that person is making you happy, it don't make a difference whether... Because, like, everybody could be telling you you stupid and that person is just loving on you and you don't feel like the world exists anyways. So forget other people. Like, stop trying to make everybody like what you like. Just be comfortable and confident in what you like. And if other people not liking your situation is making you question yourself, then it goes back to what Imani said. Understand why you like it. 
Because if you if it's just for convenience, then somebody can easily easily knock that down. But if you genuinely enjoy that person, then ride that out. Right. I mean, if it if it don't work out in the end, at least you know that that was a choice you made out of confidence and not something you were being forced to do or something you were settling for. So, Amen, somebody. Amen. Um, well, that's it for me. I, I don't Sorry have anything you. else. You got anything? No, ma'am. I'm just about to get my life together. Amen. Aren't we all? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that wraps up this episode of the Save the Day podcast. Um, oh, I will say thank you guys for your patience. We did not put out the episode when we intended to. Um, and I didn't say why or anything, but thanks for everybody who was just like, oh, it's okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. I appreciate um, we appreciate you guys very much. Yes. Um, as usual, leave your comments on our Instagram page, save the date show. Let us know what you think about the episode. Um, this is a bi-weekly podcast, so you can catch us here again, not next week and to have your story or questions or a voice note or whatever included you can either email them to save the date sos at gmail.com you can um send us a voice message on the anchor app if you search our show you should be able to find us um and yeah that's it that's it well bye y'all bye guys let's share this <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> bye Come <laughs> on,